Cowabunga, dudes and dudettes, and Happy New Year! Oh man, that feels good. It feels good to say that. I uh, hope you guys are doing well. I just wanted to hop on here real quick just to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all the emails throughout the past year that we've started Turtle Tales Radio. Thank you for the phone calls. Thank you for, for the support I've gotten on Instagram and Twitter. I just I just can't thank you all enough for, for being part of this little community. And I wanted to give some real quick slices of pizza out to some friends of the show that have really been encouraging. And I just want to say thank you. My buddy Paul uh, over in the UK. Paul, thank you, man. Thank you for everything. My buddy Steve, Drew Izzle, KJ, Zach from Booyaka Show. High quality show, guys. He just dropped an episode about two or three days ago on Never Say Zever from the 2012 Nickelodeon show. My good buddy Baxter. I uh, text him every now and then. He's a, he's a, been a longtime supporter of Turtle Flakes. Uh, Baxter, I appreciate you, man. Ryan from Lone Rat and Cubs Podcast. Okay, so first of all, I want to say his show is fantastic. I just listened to it a couple couple days ago. It's the first time I'd given it a listen. And he released an episode based on issue one of the TMNT books. You know, volume one, issue one. The one that started it all. So the content itself is great. And it's family friendly. And it's high quality. But also, uh, what makes the show so unique is that his son's they actually give their opinions about the comics too. And the sons are, are, are pretty young. I, th- I think maybe six or seven and, and younger. And I was amazed at how articulate they are <laughs> in reviewing comics. They're better than me. I should be taking notes from them. Uh, so wanted to give a big slice to my buddy Ryan and say thank you for the encouragement. And I just want to return the favor. Your show was fantastic. And guys, if you've not listened to it, again, the show's called Lone Rat and Cubs Podcast. It's fantastic. Speaking of a podcast, another one is TMNT Minute. I know they're cooking up some great stuff. Uh, they always put out great content. And I just want to say, give some uh, turtle respect to those guys. Uh, they do a wonderful job. And they've already done the first two live-action movies. So I'm sure they're working on Turtles 3 stuff right now. Um, and they just do a wonderful job. So go ahead and check out their podcast as well. I can't encourage that enough. And then uh, lastly, as far as co- podcasts go, TMNT Nerds. <laughs> Mother Pugger on Twitter. He's been so kind in sharing and, and retweeting a lot of my stuff. And I just want to publicly thank him. And I did give his show a listen actually last week. And I really like his show. Um, so I want to encourage you. It's, I think it's the Ninja Turtle Nerds. They do a wonderful job, guys. So if you've not heard their show, I encourage you to go check them out as well. As far as Instagrammers go, I want to say thank you to TMNT Tracks, my good buddy Robert over there. Thank you for the support. You do, he has a high-quality page dedicated to just turtle history and turtle artwork. The TMNT Historian, same same thing. Really high-quality uh, historical facts on his particular handle, and that's the TMNT Historian. And I also want to thank Ninja Toitles and Second Time Around Shop. Those guys do a wonderful job. They have some really cool products and pins and just some really cool Ninja Turtles memorabilia. And they have been so supportive of the show. And I just want to say thank you. All right. So the last thing I wanted to say is one of my favorite things about doing a podcast is interacting with you guys. I'm a fan of the Turtles. You guys are fans of the Turtles. That's probably why you're listening because Lord knows you're not listening to hear me ramble. Out of all the interactions we've gotten, all all the feedback we've received this year, um, I just want to say thank you and, and give back the best way I can. And that is getting, getting rid of some of my old turtle stuff. So if you've just sent an email or, um, give, give us a call on the TurtleCom hotline, or you just sent a random message on Instagram or Twitter or anything like that, 
I'm going to put you in a random drawing just every month. It's my goal to give away uh, some of my old turtle stuff. And um, that's not a bribe or anything. It's just a way of me saying thank you. I just appreciate the interactions we've gotten so far. Just want to definitely build this community. It's a lot more fun to talk turtles with a group of people. And I learned right off the bat that it's a lot more fun to talk turtles with another co-host <laughs> than it is to talk about it alone. Speaking of co-hosts, Josh O'Rourke and Josh Witt. It was so fun to do Turtle Flakes again. We did our reunion show on We Wish You a Turtle Christmas recently. So if you've not checked that out, I encourage you to go check that out. That was a lot of fun. As for the future for Turtle Flakes, who knows? Uh, we definitely want to record more episodes. We have no idea how many in 2021 we, we can do. But it's definitely nice to have the show back. It's really good for my heart and my soul. And uh, thank you all for, for listening. What you're about to hear is a review, uh, a discussion on All Hallows Thieves, which is a rare Halloween-themed Turtles book. And then, guys, stay tuned. If you have any feedback you want to send us on All Hallows Eve, send us an email or give us a call. And then after that, we have I Monster from Jim Lawson. And if you're not familiar with that particular issue, that is the debut of The Rat King. It's an iconic issue. Um, encourage you guys to go... Uh, uh, check that one out and give us some feedback. We'd love to share it on the show. That's a big one. So that's coming down the pike. And also, the uh, the last Ronin, issue two, will be on this feed. My buddy Zach from Buyuka Show, who I mentioned a minute ago, he and I will be discussing the second issue as soon as it comes out. So stay tuned for that. That will be on this particular feed you're listening to right now. So guys, that's enough of my rambling for now. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for the community. And as always, cowabunga, my friends. Cowabunga, dudes, you dudettes, and welcome to another episode of Turtle Tales Radio. I am your host, Rob, and I am thrilled to be joined by my partner in Ninja Turtle Crime, Mr. Josh Witt. How are you, Hosehead? Cowabunga! Yo! <laughs> yo, 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 yo! So, Josh, once again, he is already uh, in, he has way more energy than I do. It's 10 o'clock at night as we're recording this, but we're really actually excited because, one, uh, we're going to be covering a pretty cool uh, issue today. Finally, we're talking about Tales of the TMNT, Volume 1, Issue 3, All Hallows Thieves, a rare Halloween special of the Ninja Turtles. So uh, excited about that, and also excited because we, <laughs> we're we finally moving into the 21st century, just like you said, Josh, uh, <laughs> with some of our new recording techniques and software and all kinds of stuff we've been doing. Josh has been kind of, be, kind of been walking me through it, but... Uh, bottom line is, hopefully the sound quality will be better. We've been using Skype for years, and we're kind of finally moving away from that. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited to just try all this new stuff today. Yeah, so we should have way better sound quality, um, should be easier to edit. Hopefully it'll give us more time to spend on recording shows rather than fighting with technology. And uh, this is a Halloween episode, and Rob and I actually tried to record this for Halloween, and Skype uh, struck again, and that's the reason why this is so late. Uh, yes, <laughs> we, we were not able to we were not able to get the recording going. So uh, hopefully this will just be way better all around for everybody. So we're really excited. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, the, I mean, the first time it was definitely technical issues. And, you know, I switched internet providers and everything too, so my Wi-Fi was a little wonky at first. So I got a, a Wi-Fi range extender. Um, I'm recording this out in the uh, garage right now. And uh, uh, I can actually hear... Josh pretty good so that's always a good thing and then the second time we try to record um I think you guys went through some sickness right what, what oh yeah yeah we ended up um my wife and I actually ended up both getting uh COVID-19 but luckily yeah. everything was fine uh we came through uh we came through okay it was it was a little um longer than I thought it would be but uh, fortunately it wasn't anything like too crazy so uh, we went down to Disney World, actually, so they had uh, the new Star Wars ride. Um, they did Flight of the Falcon, which we did a few years ago, and then they opened up Rise of the Resistance, uh, I think, just within a year. And for my wife's birthday, she wanted to go down there and do the ride with me, so we went down there. We had a great time, and we got to go on the ride. It's amazing, by the way. We had a blast, um, and then we ended up uh, – I'm pretty sure we ended up getting COVID uh, while we were um, – while we were either in the airport or something down there. Um, oh, man. So yeah, about a, about a, a few days later started feeling kind of sick and then, uh, um, yeah, ended up with COVID, but it, you know, uh, luckily for us, like I said, it wasn't that bad. Work was amazing for both of us. They gave us time off and they were really gracious. So uh, we were just really blessed to uh, not have it be too bad and, um, and have, have time off of work. Yeah. Amen, man. I'm glad you guys are okay. I was, I was definitely concerned and, uh, yeah, it's been a crazy year for everybody. We, I'm a teacher, and we ended up going completely virtual. Our whole county did here in Knox County, Tennessee, uh, in early December. So that definitely posed its its new challenges and everything. You know, the the coronavirus has been really, really uh, rampant here. So it it's been it's been a wild year. But I'll tell you what, for 2020, it is. December 30th, as we're recording this, as hard as this year has been for everybody listening, uh, I, I can personally say that um, my Christmas was wonderful. It was just one of the best Christmases I've ever had. So, you know, to to cap off a pretty trying year for, for me personally, and I, again, for all of us, at least, you know, uh, there was some good. Uh, and, and we're finishing strong. Uh, it's just been a great, great Christmas. What, what about you, man? How was your Christmas? Uh, it was excellent. So we were able to, to see family. So we were worried because we didn't know how long we'd be in quarantine, but, uh, we yeah. missed Thanksgiving, but we made up for it on Christmas. So yeah, it was, it was great. We got to see, um, most of our family, some of them, some of them we couldn't see just cause you know, they're at high risk, but, uh, the majority of people we got to see, we ended up, uh, my wife's parents normally host, um, for my wife and her sisters and, and myself, so, uh, we usually go over there and we do, uh, for Christmas, every Christmas, uh, we do, uh, happy birthday Jesus pancakes at their house. Oh, cool. It's so much fun. So we get, <laughs> it's like pancakes are just like a, um, something to hold all the sugar. So we put like syrup and sprinkles and whipped cream. It's, <laughs> it's chocolate. It's like, it's ridiculous. Um, but, uh, my, my wife's, uh, dad is, is sick and, uh, and he's at high risk. So, uh, they couldn't have anyone over. So we took it over this year and it was a blast. So, uh, we got to do, we did that on Christmas Eve. We had her sisters over and my brother-in-law and, uh, it, it was fun. Um, and I got to see my, my nephew and so we got to do our pancakes and we did Polar <laughs> Express. It was great. It was, oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we, we do a happy birthday Jesus cake. Yeah, we had that on my son's birthday. My son turned five on December 23rd, 
And then uh, for Christmas Eve, my, my parents came in and uh, we got to spend Christmas Eve all together in Market Square uh, here in Knoxville. And then after that, we had a white Christmas. It was a beautiful white Christmas uh, here in Knoxville, Tennessee. And uh, man, I'm just so grateful. And and I have a video of my daughter. We we woke up first, my daughter and I, uh, and it was just barely getting light out. And I turned on the back porch lights and you can see the snow falling down. There was already about five or six inches. And that's a lot for Tennessee. So uh, I'm just filming everything. And I look at my daughter and I say, honey, it's it's snowing out. And she's just like staring at it. She, it's probably the first time she's ever seen it. So <laughs> that was a pretty special uh, memory. And I'm glad I documented it. So uh, anyways, I hope you guys have had a great happy holidays. Thank you so much for tuning in. And oh, that actually reminds me, we did a Turtle Flakes episode, the first one we've done in a in a year and a half. And yeah. it was so great to do that and, and watch We Wish You a Turtle Christmas, and it was actually fun. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, yeah, guys, we just hope you've had a great, great um, finish to this this challenging year. And we hope that everyone's safe uh, listening, and uh, we, we wish you all the best. And for those of you who might being relatively new to Turtle Tales Radio, all it is is it's a podcast dedicated to the tales of the TMNT comic books. And I try to go in chronological order, and it's not just about those books. You know, sometimes I'll talk about some other things as well. But I, I thought we'd get back to, you know, our main premise today and talk about issue three. Hello, Violators. You're in Casey's comic classroom. Prepare to be schooled. Issue 3 came out in October of 1987, so this is quite an old issue. And this is, again, before the, uh, oh, just before the cartoon came out. Think about that, because wow. the the original cartoon didn't come out to December of 1987. This is two months before Turtle Mania is about to take place. Isn't that hard to believe? It is. And it's funny, like, well, especially, uh, for us at our age, like the turtles, uh, cartoon was always there. Like it not only, yeah. it not only introduced us to the turtles, but we weren't even old enough to read, you know, when, uh, when these <laughs> yep. came out. So, uh, it's kind of crazy to like, to remember, like you were saying that this, this happened before the turtle mania hit. So it was, this was just some like crazy one-off, um, uh, comic, right? That wasn't, a lot of people didn't even know what it was yet. Um, which is crazy. Yeah, I know, I know. And this is like on the cusp of everything that, you know, would blow up later on. And like you said, we were kind of born into the, like for me, and I think you and I were pretty similar in our stories. It was the toys and the cartoon, and then eventually the movie in 1990. Though that was my earliest memories of the turtles. So when we ended up doing this podcast, you know, Turtle Flakes and then Turtle Tales Radio, that was all dedicated to trying to discover all the other stuff that the Ninja Turtles franchise has to offer. And so it, it's crazy now that here we are reading a book that was still probably, you know, in a, the comic book scene, you know, pretty well known at this point, but still nothing like a household name that it soon would be just a few months later. So, uh. I mean, we're we're sitting at, at at some history here, some interesting parts here. So I actually have a physical copy, and um, the inside cover. I was going to read it real quick. It's by our main man Jim Lawson. So uh, I think this is his his first. Uh, what do you call it? I guess introduction uh, for the Tales of TMNT books, because I think the first two were written by Kevin and Pete. So this is Jim's first introduction here. So let me read it real fast, and then we'll dive into the issue. 
<laughs> I love how it starts out. It says, hey, they made me write this. Kevin and Pete, <laughs> who've handled the chore in the past, I guess, have had enough. Ryan's busy inking. So having fulfilled my obligation to this issue, as far as my penciling duties are concerned, I'm left with this awkward but necessary task. It's been a longer than usual gap between this and our previous issue. We're not really late, though. This title is intended to run alternate months with regular Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles book. Since Kevin and Pete rescheduled their book to take care of their ever-increasing business demands, yeah, because I bet you they were working with Playmates pretty heavily at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because this, this is right before the twin line was about to launch, too. Ryan and I found ourselves with tons of extra time before Tales 3 was due. Hopefully, the above-average time and care we were able to devote to this particular issue is evident, and I can't wait to talk about that when we get there. Which brings me to another point. In Tales, both Ryan and myself have been trying to develop a style that we both, and you readers, like. Which isn't to say that we are not pleased with what we've been doing, it's just that we both have specific ideas and goals that we want to reach, style-wise. I hope that a difference is noticeable in the art. I believe it is. Attribute it to the natural evolvement of a new penciler and inker team. Hey folks, history in the making. Let us know what you think. Ryan wants me to mention San Diego, so this was my second time at the convention. Personally, it far surpassed last year. Probably because last year, nobody knew who the heck I was. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. This year, Ryan and I had a good fortune, um, had the good fortune to speak to a bunch of enthusiastic types and to view some portfolio type stuff. Uh, by the way, yes, yeah, so I, I wonder, I wish I could be a fly on the wall at the early San Diego Comic-Cons, you know, before it blew up into what it is today. I, be, I bet she was pretty neat to be at one of those. Yeah, and I feel like uh, like sort of the nerd culture is way more accepting and broad now. Right. Like I feel like back then for you to go to Comic-Con, you had to be like pretty hardcore into it. It wasn't just like something casually a ton of people would go to. Yeah, it's not point. from probably not from the, the local area. Now people come from all over the country to go there and probably the world. Yeah, it's kind of a spectacle now. That's a good point. Yeah. Jim goes on to say, we both want to thank you all for uh, all that stopped by uh, and for taking the time to wrap with us. Hopefully we'll see you all again next year. OK, down to business. You hold before your you hold before you Tales of the Turtles number three. This is a special Halloween issue. Most of the credit for the story, I believe, should go to Ryan, who admits to being a diehard Halloween freak. Kind of goes with being a metalhead. <laughs> we thought it would be kind of nifty to do a story with a lot of funky, supernatural stuff. Special thanks to Kevin uh, for his suggestions and assistance with writing with the writing chores. Anyway, enough. Enjoy. All right. So, cool. again, this came out in October of 1987. So, uh, what, 33 years ago? Uh, over 33 years ago now, and that's pretty crazy. So first of all, I love the frontispiece here, and this was actually done by both Kevin Eastman and Jim Lawson uh, here. So you can kind of see, the, the I guess that's Raphael uh, holding onto a tombstone, and of course it's Edgar Allan Poe, and I love the hand reaching out from the ground. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and it says, Halloween. Always this time of year, I am reminded of the time when, while we were living in New York City, we tangled with a couple of guys and a magic idol. Let me tell you a story. It's got to be Raph. I could just see him say, let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way, Edgar Allan Poe never does make an appearance here, so it's a little misleading. Kind of bummer. Yeah. Uh, so it starts off um, with prologue, and we've got uh, two people in an airplane, 
and they're they're coming in for a landing and they're start they're starting to talk about kind of their their plans here so um you've got the plan coming down and it's telling you you know the typical landing things um and then it zooms in on these two characters. So there's uh, a shorter guy in a blue, looks like a um, overcoat or a lab coat. Uh, and then we have another character with a full head of hair, a nice big mustache and a brown suit. And um, the guy in the brown suit is uh, is talking to the guy in the blue. And he says, uh, well, Haji, after many years of searching, I can hardly believe I finally located the idol. Uh, and the other guy says, what's our plan? And he says, first, you must find the store that's called Second Time Around, mm. which, of course, is uh, April's store that she inherited from her father, right? Was her father? Yeah. Is either yeah. her father or grand? I think it was her father, yeah. Okay. Um, and then the uh, the guy says, are you going to buy the figure? And he, he the other one says, uh, no, it must be stolen. And <laughs> I always thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, just as the uh, the plane is landing. Yeah, yeah, and you know, just to show you how an expert thief he is, he shakes the pilot's hand. And he's like, "Oh, thank you so much for just a pleasant flight and everything." And then he steals his watch because that's the kind of jerk he is. <laughs> you think it's a Rolex? I, you know, I think it's a Casio. Casio. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so they they're gonna need some help with this whole situation, and they see this poor guy on a bench, you know, this this poor bum, and they go. Uh, we're going to need some help, which shouldn't be too difficult. And they see this guy, and you find out later on what they're using that guy for. So meantime, at the second time around shop, and by the way, uh, Jim did say about the artwork, and I've already noticed a, a big difference in the shading between this issue and Nobody's Fool, the last issue. I can definitely tell a lot more detail has been added. And then when we get to the layouts, we'll talk about that too. But uh, I, you can totally see they had more time here. And I like all the knickknacks in, in April's shop and everything. Uh, our antagonist here, he goes, I have a bare spot on my mantle and uh, would like to fill it with some kind of figurine. My taste runs toward the grotesque. And she's like, I think I have just a thing for you. This is April here. And I always forget or always kind of have to remember the original April O'Neil is not the one that, you know, from the cartoon, <laughs> not the one from the movie. It's it's this April O'Neil here with the poofy dark hair and the big earrings. That's April O'Neil. I have, I've, sometimes I forget that. Yeah, definitely. But not the not the April that we're used to. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. So uh, so she hands him this figurine. She says it's Indian or Burmese, I think, and it's priced to move. And then the guy. By the way, the guy looks a lot like uh, Jim Lawson, a young Jim Lawson. If you ever look at any pictures, <laughs> it looks just like the guy. So, That's funny. Yeah, he goes, ah, yes, it is quite nice. However, I forgot my billfold. Thank you for your time. So he leaves. So basically, he's been scoping out the joint here. So the figure looks like Goro from uh, Mortal Kombat because he's got <laughs> six arms. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. Um, yeah, it definitely looks like it's uh, some kind of like uh, god or idol from like, um, like she's saying, like Indian culture. So it's got like a red. Um, some kind of red material around its neck, and it almost looks sort of like a pants or almost like a skirt, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's got gold uh, gold bracelets around all of his wrists and then uh, also around his ankles. And it looks like Goro. The face is really kind of weird looking. It's like a, It looks like a green alien. It almost looks like one of the turtles, but evil. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, and then the next page is kind of cool. In the printed version I have, they, they're actually promoting their other book, you know, the main run. 
It says the greatest turtle saga of all time, featuring turtles, aardvarks, and much, much more. And then it just kind of is a little teaser for, I think that was issue three, book three? I guess so, yeah. Um, no, wait. No, I have book three. I'm looking at uh, first printing of book three right now, and that's not the same one. It's the one with Dave Sim, that crossover that they did. I'm blanking on which number that was. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, they're promoting that. And then the next page, I love this shot here with the uh, the bumps uh, that are in their Halloween costumes. And here you finally get the title of our um, title of our issue, All Hallows Thieves. And then in the bottom right corner, it's, it's clever the way they did it. So you have a witch and I guess a werewolf and a... <laughs> A pumpkin guy or a jack-o'-lantern guy, they're looking through the glass of the second-hand shop, and then on the inside of the glass, you see this little toolbox on the bottom right, and right next to Godzilla, which was cool. Uh, and it says, pencils and layouts done by Lawson and Brown, and the uh, and Steve Levine had done the lettering. That's uh, on the actual toolbox. So that was neat. And they're prominently displaying the V-Sign MasterCard logos in the uh, Yeah, in the <laughs> I know. I saw that. And it was really cool. It's like, it was like reading it backwards. I was like, what does that say? Yeah, yeah, it's it's clever the way they did that. So, you know, once again, you could tell the artwork here, the artists had a lot more time to shine, it seems like. So, uh, yeah, so you got these guys, they're, they're staring in their costumes through the window, and it's Halloween night here, and the turtles, they're carving pumpkins. And I love, this is Jim Lawson really shining here, the uh, top right panel on page five, you see a motorcycle in the, uh, in the top, I'm sorry, top left panel. Um <laughs> And, you know, that's totally Jim Lawson, he's a big biker guy. So, uh, yeah, the turtles are like, Halloween's such a blast. Yeah, the only night of the year that we can be seen in public, which is something I've not really thought about, but it's true. So right as they're carving their pumpkins, the alarm goes off. And at first, they're actually blaming Clunk for it. So, yeah, you can see in one panel, you've got all three of the um, the people that are trying to break into the store. They're like staring at the glass and about to get in. Uh, and then, yeah, they send, I'm assuming it's Raph, uh, send him down to check. <laughs> so he comes on the stairs and he's, he's like clunk, looking for a clunk. And then as soon as he opens the door, uh, he says, oops. And you can see the, the werewolf and the pumpkin head, uh, jack-o'-lantern guy just come straight for him. Uh, one's got a knife and another one's got a bat and they're just coming right at Raph without Did even Jose saying anything. Jose can sickle bat? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Tell me you didn't pay money for this. Ooh. <laughs> uh, so they come at Raph, um, and he's able to block the guy with the bat and kind of flip him over, right? And he could, knocks over a bunch of stuff in the store. And then uh, another one of the turtles comes and says, uh, these guys certainly aren't pros. Yeah, they're clumsy and untrained. And they're kind of distracted by the um, the guys attacking. And then all of a sudden... So he's kind of distracted fighting off some of the guys, and then all of a sudden a bookshelf just comes crashing down on him. Um, so he gets, he gets just, uh, crushed by this book, bookshelf, and then you can see the two guys just running out of the store. Uh, and he says, nuts, cause they got away. And actually, before he got, um, or, you know, as he got hit with the bookshelf, he was singing, everybody hurts! <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, REM right before that, you see that? That's poster? right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a reach. That's uh, hilarious. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. So they're trying to figure out, you know, okay, who are these guys? So did you know right away they were the bums? Uh, so, no. Um, I wasn't sure what was going on. And I'm, I'm also, I'm not sure if it's three different bums or if it was one bum and then the two guys. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because the two guys got away. Only one of them's left behind. Uh, and it's the werewolf guy. Yeah. 
So the rest of the turtles, they, they come down, they recover Raph, who's been smashed by the bookshelf, and the other guys, they, they fled. They're out. So um, one of them picks up, and again, it's, it's, sometimes it's tricky to figure out which turtle's which. Um, one of them picks up the werewolf guy, takes off his mask, and he says, first, let's get a look at you. Th- yeah, the guy's acting really strange, like, uh, like almost like he's in a weird trance. And he's he got a thousand-yard stare. Hey, he does. He does. <laughs> he's like, he looks like a, a zombie. Uh, maybe he's on drugs. So the turtles question him, like, what are you doing here? What, what's the deal? And then the guy says, he, he made us take the statue. Where is it to be taken? The Blue Star Hotel. All right, so now we know that the, the guys, they've taken that statue there. And then here's the odd part. The guy literally chokes to death. Yeah, you know, one of the turtles is saying, you're choking him. And Raph says, no, I'm not. And the guy is gasping for air and dies. So, yeah, he he was like choking so hard that one of the turtles thought Raph was actually choking him. But he was just choking yeah. on his own. He was going, my pills! <laughs> <laughs> Dumb and dumber moment. Uh, yeah, so he goes, he's dead. Uh, and they're like, get your weapons. We're going to Blue Star. So now we know that uh, the guys are over there. The, our antagonist was at Haji, and I forget the the main guy, but... Uh, they're at the Blue Star Hotel, and for some reason, they desperately want this figurine, and and they're going to do something with it. Yeah, so uh, we see a, a nice shot of the Blue Star Hotel. It's got cool uh, neon lights, uh, and then it cuts over, and we can see um, our main uh, main antagonist. He says, the thieving god idol. I've waited for this moment to fulfill my destiny as the direct descendant of the King of Thieves. Uh, and then we can see, so they, they must have been bums or something like that, because the, the two guys taking their... The masks off were not the the two main characters, as I thought. Um, and they start coughing. And um, then Haji asks him, what happened? And he says, uh, I gave them a slow-acting poison before I sent them on the job. We have what an unlimited jerk. supply <laughs> of expendable servants. Why leave witnesses? So, yeah, he just uh, poisoned them all. Jeez. And I love the layouts of the next page on page 11. So you got the Blue Star Hotel kind of framing the, the most of the page. Uh, and the turtles are on the roof. And uh, Donnie, he's trying to sneak through to see through the window, and uh, he says the two guys, the two guys, but they're not our our burglars. One of them has got April statue, so they walk through the um, I guess you would call it the roof stairs down to uh, their level, and uh, they they run <laughs> so they run in on the guy who's I guess saying his spell, Mecca like a high, make a hiney hiney, what? He's pretty uh, fly for a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> he sure is. Uh, yeah, so he's trying to revolve, revive the doll or, or reincarnate the doll in some way, and the turtles walk in on that. But it's a really cool-looking two-page spread. I think the turtles look fantastic here. And they really still match, I think, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird's style here. Like, you can't really look at these turtles and be like, ah, that's Jim Loss's turtles yet. All right? They'd still right. look very similar to what we're used to. So it's kind of been a slow transition into Ryan Brown and and jim lawson's turtles and they're in this dingy apartment and it looks like you know the the walls are all cracked and like some of the plasters coming off you can see like the wooden beams behind there Mm -hmm. uh it doesn't look like there's any lights other than he's got about 100 candles lit like like an altar for this thing and then he just it looks like he nailed up like a, a blanket or something on the wall to make this kind of makeshift altar and he's wearing like a a huge robe, like a wizard's robe or something like that, uh, as he's like uh, trying to do this incantation or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, and the turtles just bust in and say, "Howdy!" Yeah, for sure. So he's like, "What kind of creatures are these?" He's like, "Look, Freds, we don't want any trouble." See, I love the turtles here because they literally have gone all this way 
to Blue Star Hotel for $2. Two bucks. Two, two bucks, bucks is two bucks. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Put that towards our pizza. That's right. Yeah. So uh, they're like, dude, just give us the $2 and we'll be on our way. And the guy's like, no, I got a better idea. So he goes, Marach. Is that an H? I did. <laughs> uh, demons come for two? I, I don't know. Uh, he says, you're late. You're too late. And all of a sudden, you see all these gargoyles just fly out of the uh, of the statue itself. You know, these these creepy-looking demon guys. And they swarm uh, the turtles. And the turtles, they're, like, in shock at what's happening. And they're, they're trying to scramble away from uh, all the demons, the little demonic thieves, whatever you want to call them. And it's funny, as they're, they're leaning back, they're just, like, <clears throat> completely surprised by this. And uh, one of the turtles is Michelangelo, and he's got his uh, nunchucks. And his nunchucks kind of blend into the background with all the candles. I thought it was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, it looks cool. Basically, the gargoyles, they chase the turtles out of the building. And then and uh, uh, the main villain and Haji, they, uh, they decide to go their own way. All right? Because they have a little plan for all these little demons. Uh, and he says, hey, you guys. This is one of the turtles. Hey, you guys. The two guys are escaping. Let's get those creeps. So they're trying to chase after them. And as they walk outside of the Blue Star Hotel, they see that the entire street, and this is a really cool page on page 18. It's a full-page spread of the demon gargles, whatever you want to call them, swarming the streets, uh, grabbing TVs, uh, and all sorts of things. And you see these panicked people driving by that have no idea what's happening right now. Cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, so things get crazy here. And then uh, poor Haji, he's trying to warn the boss. Hey, look, boss, those creatures, they're after us. He says, no matter, I've got a great idea now. And he actually decides to start his incantation of the, uh, what, what I, forget, I don't know if the, the doll ever had a name, but he basically his, his official words are booga booga. And the doll uh, <laughs> <laughs> turns into a real-life uh, sized Goro. demon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the turtles see the the statue coming towards them, <clears throat> and they said, "Either that's a great Halloween costume, or we're in trouble." And uh, hey, that's April's statue. Come on, guys, it's clobbering time. So the turtles just just lunge right at him, and each one of the turtles gets taken out by one of his arms, one of his six arms. And so there's two arms to spare, actually. Um, <laughs> so he grabs Ralph, uh, Ralph. He grabs Raph by the belt. <laughs> And he's kind of swinging around, uh, and it looks like he's got a hold of the uh, Donatello's bow. He just laid out Michelangelo. He looks like he just punched him square in the chest, and he's flying. And the only one that hasn't been taken out yet is Leonardo, and it looks like he's about to take a swipe at him with his katana. Yeah, yeah, good point. He's about to say, finish him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, so the turtles, yeah, they're trying to figure out what the heck they're going to do here. Uh, because um, on page 22, they're like, this thing is not human. How do we stop it? And uh, and uh, one of the turtles goes, I'm trying to remember how they did it in all those old Ray, I guess, Harry Hawson movies, Houston? I, I really wouldn't know, but it sounds like a Ryan Brown thing since he's such a Halloween guy. So uh, they're like, this guy's indestructible. indestructible. He's got our weapons. There's nothing that can't. And then one of them, it sounds like a Leonardo line. There's nothing that can't be beaten. So uh, we just need some time. Let's try to lure it to the roof. They're like, hey, ugly. And the guy's like, huh? <laughs> uh, so they, they make their, a beeline to the roof through the fire escape. They get on the roof. And I thought this was pretty clever. So Haji's like, hey, boss, they went into that alley. And uh, 
the boss, he just says he must be finishing them off. Already those tiny thieving demons have brought their looting. So basically he's having a moment here as all the little demons are grabbing all their stuff uh, for him. He says, the greatest thieves throughout time have wielded power over this idol and its demons. How do you think that stone and concrete walls were penetrated? Incredibly complex security systems bypassed. Certainly not by the hand of man. And now obey me. So uh, they've lured the statue up onto the roof, and they're they're trying to kind of surprise him. So they're saying, "Hey, here he comes!" Uh, listen, this thing seems to want our weapons. Whatever you've got left, put it over there by the ledge. So they put uh, whatever weapons they have left on the edge of the roof, the very edge of the roof, and they're kind of hiding behind like a chimney and stuff. And uh, the statue starts going to go pick up their weapons right at the edge of the roof. And uh, then they all pounce at once. They're like, he's almost ready in position now. And all four turtles kind of kick him right in the butt. Um, right <laughs> as he gets towards the edge of the roof. And uh, in the next the next uh, two pages, it's a two-page spread. It's great. So you could see the turtles at the top. And uh, one of the turtles is actually almost fell off the roof. And um, I, I imagine that's Raph because, you know, he's just <laughs> overzealous. And it's probably Michelangelo's kind of grabbed his arm and caught him from falling off the edge. And you could see the huge statue. Uh, it's just ginormous, but he's falling off the top of this building. And he's got all six of his hands kind of flat, trying to brace for impact. And mm. he's just screaming on his way down. Yeah, it's such a great shot. So he actually is so big that he goes through the bottom of – or goes through the concrete. Uh, and he, I guess he busts like a power line and blows up. So uh, I don't think he's going to be in All Hallows Thieves too. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> he's done. So uh, so that takes care of the idol. And now they have to get the, uh, the, main, the main villains. So like, hey, the little demons are fading out. So they must have been linked to the idol. So once the, the giant idol guy dies – they all die too, all right, or they go away at least. Um, so uh, the guys they're trying to get away, and I love I love Donatello here. He just throws his bow staff like it's nothing, trips up the guys, and the, the guys got to be like hundred yards away. <laughs> trips them up, and then finally the cops catch up with them. Yeah, so the the cops uh, the cops show up and say the power line ruptured, called the blackout. So the the blackout's actually what caused the cops to sort of come to the area, uh, and then they you know they find this huge pile of stuff, and they say, uh, look, look at this pile. He he must have uh, looted the entire block. So we only see the main boss guy here in the uh, in the robes. I'm not sure what happened to his his sidekick there, uh, but the cops are just uh, arresting him near this huge pile of loot that he's got, uh, and then the, the cops say, uh, okay, kids, you can run along. Uh, and continue your trick-or-treating to the turtles because they're assuming it's just Halloween. <laughs> and uh, one of the turtles goes, yeah, or uh, thanks, officer. Nice kids, <laughs> yeah, but weird costumes. Weird costumes, yeah, yeah. And I just sent you the um, the or the last page, I guess, or the inside of the last page cover. It's a really cool one done by Laird and Brown. And it's I think it's Leonardo carving a pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, I, I don't know, I love the artwork there. And I love... I love Halloween too, and I love the turtles. Uh, and I wish there was a lot more of this. You don't really see a lot of this, and and they make a really good point in this issue of saying, "Hey, this is the one day where we can go out in the public and have fun and just be ourselves, and people just think we're wearing a costume." So I think that's a cool dynamic that you didn't see, you don't see very much, and hasn't really been explored very much either. Yeah, yeah, because they don't have to worry about trying to hide their appearance, and they could just kind of go out and be be out with everybody else which is probably probably going to be their favorite holiday 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. So let me ask you, Ozad, what did you think of this issue? I thought it was really cool. So uh, have you seen the new Wonder Woman movie? No, I haven't. I okay. have not. So uh, just kind of as part of that story, um, this I guess the premise of this, having to get this certain object under certain circumstances – um, and having it grant supernatural powers is, is also in that movie. So it kind of reminded me of that. But this is a really interesting one. And I feel like it's, it's a lot different than most of the turtle issues we see because we normally don't see this kind of weird supernatural stuff. Usually it's, uh, aliens or technology or just regular old gangs and things like that. But this is actually, uh, seeing some of the supernatural type things is a little bit different. So it's, it's an interesting take for, for the turtles. And it's like, well, they mentioned that specifically, too, in the intro that you read. Um, so you could tell that they were definitely just having fun uh, with this issue and kind of taking it in a different direction. And I think they did a good job. And I'm a pretty big fan of Goro, so that, I thought it was great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, me too, me too. Yeah, and, and I, I didn't mind this issue. It's definitely a lighthearted issue, and it definitely feels like just a Halloween special, you know, kind of like a one-off kind of issue. But I like that, and I, and I think the, the artwork itself is leaps and bounds better than the last issue. And it's not because the last issue's art was bad. It was probably just they didn't have enough time to really sink in a lot of details like they did in this one. And that's what Jim Lawson said in the in the intro too. You know, they had a lot more time on this one to really shine. So this kind of showcases what these guys could do, and they just they just hit it on the ballpark. Uh, I love the layouts. I thought they were really creative in this issue. And um, there's a couple little pieces of trivia here. I'm looking at, of course, we've cited this this website so many times. The tmntentity.blogspot.com. Uh, he says the thieving god idol will find its way into Mikey's junk closet as seen in Tales of the TMNT Volume 2, Issue 62. So like 20 years later, they referenced that idol again, which I thought was really cool. Wow. And then another thing is uh, the Turtles will encounter the King of Thieves and Haji again many years later in, once again, Tales of the TMNT Volume 2, Issue 39. So stay tuned when we cover that issue. Wow, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah, and then oh, this one I did spot is Dooney's Yogurt Bar. It was located near April's shop, uh, and of course we know Michael Dooney is one of the the Turtles artists uh, at that time. So I always love seeing you know little tributes to you know the original creators or original artists or writers that you'll see in these comic books, and sometimes you'll see them even in the cartoons. So here's something I didn't know. Um, so the King of Thieves chant of Mecha Lecha High Mecha Heine Heine is taken from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Due to the supposedly offensive translation of that chant, IDW placed a content disclaimer on the inside cover of their 2012 Tales of the TMNT Volume 1 paper, uh, trade paperback uh, collection, warning readers of the insensitive material. So, okay, I am not familiar with that Pee Wee Playhouse reference. Does that mean something bad that I don't know about? Uh, they they say those same words in the Pretty Fly for a White Guy song by... Uh, yeah, that's Blink what you were Yeah. So like I I don't know like I I don't know if that actually means something or if it's supposed to be nonsense that sounds like a certain like uh, language or something I'm I'm not really sure yeah. uh, I don't see any warning so I'm reading this on Comicsology um, I did not get the um, uh, the inner page that you did with the intro oh, although yeah. I guess technically I'm reading um, on Comicsology it's like the Tales uh, collection book. 
Um, but I didn't see any warnings on this one for this issue. Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, overall, I, I would say this was a pretty solid issue. You know, I'd give it like a 6 or 7 out of 10. It wasn't bad. And it, uh, like I said, the, the artwork was really, really good. And I love Halloween anyway, any Halloween-themed story. So, yeah, once again, I, I, I think Tales Volume 1 gets better as it goes, personally. And I think Tales Volume 2 is just really great. I cannot wait till we get to some of that stuff. Uh, but hey, Volume 1 has some pretty good debuts. I think Leatherhead's in Volume 1 of Tales. And I also know one of my favorite... Do you guarantee? I guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> and also one of my favorite villains, probably one of yours too, Hosehead, I'd say, uh, is the Rat King. He's coming yeah. up. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. So that's, I think that's issue six or seven. Or maybe five or six. I can't. Remember. I think it might be the next issue, actually, because so it? I'm in this. I'm in this collection book, and I'm pretty sure. Let me. Let me. Turn Is it I Monster? Here. I'm pretty sure I saw him at, on the cover of the next issue. Oh. Uh, yes. I, so. Yeah, the next issue cover. Def, it definitely looks like him to me. Issue number four for Tales of the TMNT. That looks like the Rat King to me. Oh, that sounds so awesome. Oh, great. Well, hey, we got something to look forward to now, guys, <laughs> here in 2021. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, there was a 2003 cartoon based on this particular issue, uh, and it came out. Oh, shoot. I don't have the notes on that. Well, while you're doing that, so uh, for those of you that don't own the original books, uh, I mentioned I was reading this on, on Comixology. Um, so far, I've been really happy with the quality of the scans and everything. And actually, I noticed this, um, the Tales books, it looks like they're, they all have an unlimited little, uh, banner across them. So it, I think if you, if you subscribe to Comixology Unlimited, uh, you'll, it looks like you get access to these Tales of the TMNT books. Uh, so kind of as an added bonus, if you don't have them and you want to check them out, um, maybe give that a try. Absolutely. Yeah. And yours are all in color, right? Yeah. The whole oh. thing was in color. See, to me, that's worth it right there, uh, getting this book. Because, see, my, mine's all black and white. So I oh, love the colors. So they were originally black and white as well, and somebody must have gone back and colored them? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I know um, they did the same thing with Volume 1. Uh, they went back and colored those, too, and the color classics. And, and they just, oh, they add so much life to the to the issues. That surprises me because it looks it looks like they didn't it doesn't look like a remaster or anything you know what i mean it looks very natural like it was yeah. drawn to have these colors i wonder who did the colors i wonder if it was ronda patterson who does the idw work hmm. let me see i imagine it should say um either at the beginning or the end of this let me take yeah. a look and while you're looking that up i'll uh i did find uh yeah the 2003 cartoon one of my favorites i love of course i love almost every cart yeah yeah i do love every cartoon the turtles have ever had uh, so this was episode 90 of the 2003 series. This was season four, episode 12. Um, it originally aired, huh? October 29th, 2005. So that was what? 2005, 87 B97, um, almost 20 years later after this book was published. And, uh, it was written by Gavin Highnight and the supervising producer was Lloyd Goldfein. Uh, the producers were Gary Richardson and Frederick First, Al Khan, Norman Grossfield, and Thomas Kenny. And uh, the supervising director was Roy Burdine, who actually made a guest appearance on Turtle Flakes um, when our good buddy uh, Bodacious Brian interviewed him. So if you ever want to hear a really great interview by him, it's on our old Turtle Flakes feed. You can check that out. And I see you uploaded something, Hosehead. Yeah, I sent you. So that's that's uh, what it looks like in color. Wow, golly, that looks great. 
And so I see there's there's credits for pencils, layouts, inks, um, but I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't see anything, anything specifically colors. for the color. Um, so not sure. Yeah, did you get my uh, my text? Because basically that black and white it was just you know an example of the rest of the issue that was all black and white. Yes, yes. So actually, that is the only page that is black and white in my um, in my uh, copy here. Oh, they had that the yeah. uh, the pinup in the back. Yeah, oh, the pinup cool. is there, um, and it's in black and white. Hey, Raph, where are you going? Out to a movie. That okay with you? Yeah. Now, I have seen the cartoon before, and I do remember there are some slight changes that I did like that the 2003 series made to this old original story by Jim Lawson and Ryan Brown. So, uh, okay, guys. So, like I said, if you want to follow along with us, this episode is on YouTube. Just search up Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Season 4, Episode 12, All Hallows Thieves, and you can follow along with us. We're going to go ahead and watch this. uh, Gosh, now this episode is 15 years old. That makes me feel very old. That's crazy. <laughs> so I remember when the 2003 cartoon came out, and it was a big deal, and it didn't seem that long ago. And now this uh, this particular episode was well into the series, is 15 years old. But yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay. We'll go ahead and click play in five, four, four three, three, two, two one, one, and click. Halloween in New York City. One of my favorite times of the year. A day where no matter how odd, how freaky, or scary you might be, you fit in with everybody else. A day when so, okay, this, this, first of all, this monologue is completely different. Favorite monsters and heroes and get free candy. A day when even a teenage mutant ninja turtle... <laughs> That's you, Josh. That's right. <laughs> you know, I wonder if I wonder if this episode is on my uh, the DVD that I have for the Christmas special one. Oh, it might be, yeah, it's just a Halloween, yeah, Halloween special. Yeah, because there was only one issue or one episode for Christmas, and I wonder if this was on there because I got confused. Um, I thought it was going to be like a movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the Christmas special uh, was an adaptation of. Oh, the Christmas Aliens one from the original books? Yeah. So th- this one actually skips the whole airplane scene. Looking for anything special today? Actually, yes, my dear. I am very interested in the English accent. <laughs> yes, I never pictured that kind of accent when I was reading. Oh, so this looks more like a golden statue idol rather than like the other one was almost like an action figure. Yeah, for sure. Quite the saleswoman, aren't I? Truth is. It's been sitting here a while. Yes, well, sometimes it takes a keen eye to appreciate a thing of such uncommon beauty. Uncommon beauty. <laughs> um, but I fear I left my wallet at the hotel. Please, can you hold it for me? Sure. Do you think it's still two bucks? You, for I must be the one to well, you know what? Given inflation, I'll say maybe three. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the alarm went off. Yeah, oh, that's another di- difference that, you know, the alarm goes off while he's in there. The alarm keeps going off for ah. no reason. That'll oh, come in handy later. there's the wrinkle. <laughs> I bid adieu to you, <laughs> Man, Haji's 
Wow. Is that... He's old too. He's got yeah. white hair. Many years of searching, I can hardly believe I finally found the oil. Now let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Timing is very important, Archie. Today is Halloween, the day the Earth is closest to the spirit. Oh. Oh, so it's interesting that it's important that it happens on Halloween here for him. Yeah, yeah. And once again, he's showing off his, uh, um, you know, in yeah. the pickpocketing. Yeah, in the comic, he pickpockets the uh, Casio, and in this one, he steals somebody's wallet. Uh, probably a better move for the wallet, to be honest. <laughs> Oh, maybe maybe he's Australian. I don't know. I can't tell. I can't place the accent. Yeah, I, I was thinking it was he's from the land down under. <laughs> the, for some reason, the necklace with that hat kind of makes me think that. But <laughs> oh, we get a nice shot of a uh, second time around there, and so we just yeah. see the turtles are practicing um, their pumpkin carving skills yeah. with their weapons. Oh, I love that, oh, dude. That's a laser, the Donatello. <laughs> All right, yeah. There's Wrath. Wrath. Just like going to town, just like stamping it. Look at that. <laughs> all the all the little face pieces are all jagged because he's just like jamming his side into the pumpkin. Cool. Looking good. Man, I just love Halloween. It's the one day where a turtle can walk around. See, we get that reference again. Yep. Yep. Dude, Casey's ripped. Hi, Casey. I know he must work out. Those sweatpants though. That is his costume. Every day is Halloween. Oh, burn! <laughs> oh, <laughs> very funny. Coming from a couple of green guys who wear masks every day of the year. It's kind of funny. Like uh, April's normal outfit's actually more revealing than her Halloween costume. <laughs> She's like more covered That's up true. now as the cat. <laughs> Check it out. A Leo. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So I think it would be funny if it was a raffle lantern. I agree. <laughs> I thought you fixed the barrel of raffs. That's pretty good. <laughs> April and Casey probably set it off by so there's the alarm going off again. Oh, they didn't blame Clunk this time. Yeah. Oh, good point. Right. Is Clunk in the 2003 series at all? I'm assuming th th that he is. I just can't think of one. I'm just glad they didn't do a 2003 episode of The Path. I think oh, I'll probably cry like a yeah. baby. Yeah. Here's the witch. So they kept all the same um, costumes. Yeah, the jack-o'-lantern and the werewolf, yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are some freakishly realistic-looking costumes, though. Yeah, they are. <laughs> oh, Michelangelo's, like, peeing himself right now. <laughs> I thought we were going to get the theme song. I was getting all pumped up. I know! Joshua Rourke doesn't like the theme song. No? He doesn't. No, he doesn't like anything. <laughs> I think, you know what? I think he trolls me. I, I, I think part of him doesn't like the series. I do think that's probably true. But I also think he's, he's pushing my buttons because he knows yeah. I do like it. I mean, I like the theme song. It's no rap rap, but it's good. <laughs> I mean, you do take a lot of pride when you put a gift inside. Yeah. Or, or, the, uh, <laughs> or the theme song for the, uh, the Christmas special, too. With the turtles. Yeah. With the turtles. <laughs> we laugh and sing and do our thing, do with, our the thing with the turtles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it looks like they got the statue. Yeah, they, they 
count uh, Michelangelo on the coconut, and they're out of there. Except for uh, the Wolfman. Wolfman. Uh, you okay, Mikey? Yeah, never better. <laughs> I think they grabbed something. Then they got away. Not all of them. See, I always liked Michelangelo's voice in the 2003 after? series. I, I thought I thought it suited him. Yeah. Oh man. What is going on? It looks like Kill Leo's him. like tearing him apart. <laughs> yeah, all the turtles are just like looking at him like, what just happened? Wow. Okay, he just cut the mask off, but it looked like he was like going slasher mode. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Let's see if he dies. I can't remember if he dies. That'd be funny if he took his mask off and goes, You expected maybe the Adams family? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I wasn't. <laughs> All right. So, no, the guy didn't die. Wow, they cut that part. Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably too much for the, the kids. Yeah, for the kiddos. Oh, man, that guy's all beat up. He's got, like, yeah. a bunch of welts on his face. So Michelangelo got a good couple of hits on him. Yeah, he got a good, couple good shiners. Some kind of security guard or something in a frog. <laughs> security guard and frog. The karate frog creatures. <laughs> Excellent, Smithers. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> oh, he said it again. <laughs> we totally called it. Excellent. To finally fulfill my destiny as the direct descendant of the King of Thieves. It doesn't make any sense. Why would someone just steal a statue from April's shop and nothing else? What doesn't make any sense is... <laughs> Looks like uh, Mikey's funny. got some candied apples. That one's easy. Because it's Halloween. Yeah. Do you think we have time for some trick or treating? <laughs> no. Try to focus. We can't just let a bunch of thugs break into. And I think I see. think at the end of the episode they do actually go trick or treating. Nice. Ooh, Ooh Freddy Krueger. Wow. Thanks. Oh, and that boy that's in the oh he was oh that's a reference to an earlier episode. Um. Oh, there's a 2003 episode where the superhero looks just like that little boy's costume. And I cannot remember the name of the superhero off the top of my head, but that was kind of cool. This should be it. All right, so the turtles are at the Blue Star Hotel. They're about to uh, breach, bang, and clear. Mm hmm. Oh, and it's an old lady. Oh, Sam A. <laughs> oh, they're about to get candy. <laughs> trick or treat. Leo, oh, Leo's all mad that they said trick or treat. Let's see if he takes some. <laughs> Chocolate plenties. <laughs> Remember when Master Splinter used to take us trick or treating? Definitely. It was the best day of the year. Oh, I knew it was our favorite. Last for months. <laughs> oh, except for Mikey. He did all his the next day and then he's sick. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Gosh, Leo, yeah, chill out. Yeah, he's not chill. Like, I don't even think he took any candy. Right. I know. Can you believe that guy? Uh, sorry. Yeah, he's crazy. Next door. Now, if, if Leo was to eat any candy, what would it be? Payday. Payday? Because it's like the least candy candy bar. Like, there's no chocolate or anything. It's just peanuts. It's all business. <laughs> oh, that's funny. There's, like, no hesitation. You can see I, I thought about that. Uh, that was... That was good. That was yeah. good. What kind of creatures are these? Hand over the statue. It doesn't belong to you. I know. I took it. For you see, I am the king of thieves. But you didn't actually steal it yourself. 
Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Alright, now he's reviving oh, the big is. guy. He's doing some kind of incantation. It looks like he's got two red orbs coming out of each hand. He's kind of going uh, Doctor Who on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, here come the demons. Yeah, they, they look, look just pretty... like the comics. Yeah, just like in the comic, yeah. That's cool they held true to that. Yeah. Ooh, oh, well, they're Ooh. actually biting them. Commercial break. It's your favorite Turtles. character. Oh, man. <laughs> Don't let him talk. <laughs> oh, come on, my son. <laughs> I like how you prefer... <laughs> You prefer the uh, We Wish You a Turtle Christmas splitter over the 2003 one. 100%. <laughs> the Turtle Christmas uh, splitter knows... He knows, he knows where he's at. Life. Yeah, he knows where he's at. He's not trying to fool anybody. Uh, yes, you can, he, you can hear the bourbon on his breath when he's talking. He <laughs> <laughs> like, doesn't want to be there. <laughs> uh, dang, Leo. Wow, he just like cut through the wall. That was crazy. Yeah, so this is all new. So the demons are definitely giving them a handful there. Mm-hmm. Is it the old lady with more candy? No. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like, duh, what happened? Sorry, cheap hotel. Uh, happy Halloween! <laughs> <laughs> definitely didn't happen to come. Definitely not. Oh, so it looks like the sky is opening now and more demons are pouring out of it. Oh, cool. Ooh, look like a kid in a it costume. Ooh. Yeah. Yes, my little thieves. Steal everything you can. <laughs> so the demons are raiding all the streets just like in the comic? Yep. I'm about to take a TV. Oh yeah, yep. he's got the TV. See this so I keep forgetting this is 2005, so we're talking old school CRT TVs. Yeah, that was heavy. Demons. Yeah, that's right. I was surprised he got it himself. I think they're taking books out of a car there. What is that? <laughs> like how they just drop it off like, here you go, master. Yep. Those creatures, they're still following us, boss. Nothing to worry about, Argy. The power of the idol is more than enough. There we go. So, uh, they're about to charge up the idol, I think. Mm-hmm. Goro's about to attack. Let's see what he says. Ooga booga? <laughs> Kleptonus? Do they ever mention that name in the comic? I don't think so. Huh. I guess he's a kleptomaniac. Oh, he's blue. Wow. Ooh, he's got some pretty serious teeth there, too. No kidding. Is that a grill? I think it is. It looks like it's gold. <laughs> Let me see your grill. Yeah. <laughs> you want to see my wife? <laughs> Kleptinus, okay, that's his name. Wow. He's like shattering the pavement as he jumps down because he's so heavy. Yep, Raph's the first to attack. Here he uh -huh. is. Here's Goro. There he is. Yeah, it looks like the turtles are not being very successful. Ooh, no. that's Ooh. Ooh. Ah, 
that's kind of cool. Uh, they did it off the shadow like that. Yeah. The demons are just like raiding the jewelry store. Mm. But you know, like no one else. There's not many people out. Do you notice yeah, that? Yeah, it's kind of strange. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little different from the comic where there's a ton of people freaking out because of all the gargoyles. But in this, kind of doing yeah, their own thing at night. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. That was hilarious. How many arms does one monster need? So it looks like they got the turtles' uh, shells up against the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's boxing us in. We need more room to maneuver. Hey, guys, follow my lead. So I wonder if they're gonna do the same thing they did in the comic, where they get up on the roof and. I think so. It looks like they're going for the fire escape. Yep. Did it's he say something heavy. there? Was that a belch? Sally <laughs> like said, "Die." Whoa. Hey. Go, go. So the turtles are going up the fire escape, trying to escape, and he's just—he's just grabbing building and pulling himself up. He's yeah. like, "That's crazy." His hands are just sinking into the side of the concrete of the building. So it looks uh, so like a Christmas tree. It does. So one thing I—I I wonder about with this guy is, what's he gonna do with all this stuff? And I mean, he's out in the open. He just got this massive pile of jewels. I don't know. Uh, I'm just not, not gonna be sure able to carry all that. Is. No, definitely not. So he's looking for the turtles. Oh, cool! So he takes his little. The, uh, uh, I don't know what you call thingies? those. Oh! Oh! Wow! He's just like splatted a wrap up against Comrade. the wall. Oh man. Nice. Oh, drooly. Hey, ugly. Here goes Mikey. <laughs> oh, hey. Mikey nailed him with the nunchuck. Nice. Ooh. Oh, he almost knocked Mikey off the edge of the building. He's charging towards him. I think this is going to be the trip scene. It's like Dying. the uh, splinter. Mikey. Yeah. Now I'll finish. I began with your ear. <laughs> Does he still have one of his nunchucks? No, he doesn't. Oh, he doesn't. Playing possum. Oh, there's the uh, there's the trip scene. Knew it, knew it. Oh, nice. there he goes over the edge, and down. And ooh, he did. <laughs> he go. <laughs> he go. Now there's one pothole I wouldn't want to hit on the shell cycle. Ah, oh, so for the explosion. Oh. Yeah, I'm waiting for it. I'm kind of hoping. <laughs> Like, is he dead? Then boom! Like, yeah, Mikey's putting his face right over the hole. Oh, so they're actually down in they're down in the subway, and it looks like he's gone. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, wow. <laughs> Little boy, boo. That's great. Yeah, so this is all new. You think oh, I don't know. Oh, he's still there. Oh. No. Uh-uh. I don't know. That's a definite... Oh, I lost an arm. Oh, wow. It's like my favorite arm. <laughs> so he's trying to stomp him now. The animation Ooh, wow. sounds. Dude, this is really good. Yeah. Mikey gave him a good, nice kick. Yeah. Alright, so they're trying to get gonna... him in front of a uh, train, subway train. I think so. Oh, nice. Oh, kick. that was like Buck Buck right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here he goes. Oh man, oh. he just grabbed 
Leonardo sigh and like shoved him up in the ceiling. Raphael coming from behind oh. with a huge boulder. Oh, they knocked off a couple more limbs. Oh, there goes nice. the head. Oh, domed him. <laughs> oh, and there. Oh, he goes. that was cool. That was cool. That was awesome. Raph about fell into the into the train, but Leo saves the day. That was pretty cool. I mean, he, he took his own arm and then somehow decapitated him. Pretty sweet. Oh, now it's all disappearing. And I'm guessing that, yeah, there goes the demons. Oh, they're carrying an arcade machine. Oh, man, that was a good pull. Yeah. Oh, no, the CRT, don't let it break. <laughs> Those things are precious, though. Oh, my gosh, they're driving. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what they were going to do with the uh, Do you think treasure. they have a CDL? That's a pretty big truck, man. No oh. kidding. Ooh. Ooh, wow. Maybe don't scream I'm the King of Thieves when the cops are right there. <laughs> Not a good idea. <laughs> oh, yeah, check out these cops. Recognize them? Oh, man. Eastman and Laird? That's great. That's so great. I love how uh, they went completely 80s with uh, Kevin Eastman with the mustache and the poofy oh, yeah. hair. Definitely. <laughs> nice kids. Yeah. Strange guys. I love that. That's great. That's so great. So does Mike Lange still get the trick or treat? Oh, we never know. Ah. Oh. Nope. All right. So that ends it. So uh, you know, a couple of minor differences, but not too many major ones. But I think I think the biggest one was the actual fight scene with the uh, the idol at the very end. What was it Klep Kleptoptus or whatever? Uh, that was yeah. really good. Yeah, it was good. I, I think the the episode was better than the comic actually, with the fight at least. Yeah. Oh yeah. I agree because basically in the comic they just kind of lure him to the edge of the roof and uh, he falls off. Hits a power line, boom, he's dead. And then all the other demons, they're gone. And that's it. So it ends very, very quickly. Where this one, you get a little bit more of a fight scene. And it's pretty impactful. And, and gosh, some of the uh, the ways that Leo sliced off all his arms and Raph grabbed the one arm and decapitates the guy into a train for crying out loud. It's pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So there you have it, guys. That is All Hallows Thieves. One of the rare uh, Halloween specials of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And, of course, Ryan Brown um, and Jim Lawson were the writers and the, the pencilers for this particular issue. And big credit goes to them and the story. So, uh, yeah. And stay tuned because Jim Lawson is going to be on fire in uh, the next issue, which is I, Monster. Probably my favorite issue of the entire first volume of Tales of the TMNT. So we will be covering that next month, hopefully. Uh, and hopefully there won't be any crazy delays, but you never know how life is. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, any last comments on this particular episode or comic there, Hosehead? Uh, no, I don't think so. It was uh, They were both good, but I, I think I prefer the, the cartoon with that. That fight scene was really cool seeing him knock off the arms. That was awesome. Yeah, the cartoon and does a the best part is this cartoon episode had no splinter in it. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, uh, the cartoon really does well with not only adapting the the comic issues, but also adding their own kind of flair to it. And sometimes it's a very welcomed addition uh, that it just enhances a story. So uh, I'm with you. I kind of I kind of tend to. St I love, of course, 
I love the layouts of the comic book, and uh, but you know I do like story wise what they added in this particular episode. So yeah, good point. All right, guys. So if you want to send us an email, our email is turtletalesradio at gmail dot com. If you want to give us a call, our Turtlecom hotline is eight six five three zero nine forty eight seventy five. It's just a Google Voice where you can leave a message about this particular issue, or if you have any feedback regarding the upcoming issue, um, I Monster. The Rat King issue, you know, the, this is a big one coming up. I'd love for you to guys to, to call in or email in and let us know what you think, and I'll be sure to share your thoughts on the show. Um, and if you want to follow us, we're on Instagram. Search up, I think our the Instagram handle is Turtle Pod Rob, and that's a funny story because, okay, I locked myself out of the Turtle Tales Radio Instagram page because <laughs> I'm a dummy. Okay, because I was like, you know what? I, I forgot that I had signed up for on Instagram as turtletalespodcast at gmail.com. And then I was like, well, you know what? I want to change it to radio. That sounds old school. So I deleted the Turtle Tales podcast email address, completely forgetting that I had signed up with that email address for Instagram. Oh. So now I had to combine the Turtle Flakes Instagram page and the Turtle Tales one. And then I just, just called it Turtle Pod Rob for now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you want to track uh, anything on Turtle Flakes or Turtle Tales, just search up at Turtle Tales Rob, and it's all on there. Um, yeah, I'm just a dummy. I'm really terrible at promoting the show. I'm really not good at it at all. <laughs> uh, but we do have a Twitter page that has not been deleted or I have not been locked out of, and that is at Turtle Tales Show. On Twitter, so if you want to check out any updates, basically I put the same amount of them on Twitter as well. So that's it. That's it for now, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much for um, all the feedback we had received in the last few episodes. And thank you for tuning in to the Turtle Flakes episode. If you haven't, um, we are back. We did a reunion show about We Wish We Turtle Christmas just a couple of days ago. And that was a lot of fun. Go over to the Turtle Flakes feed and check that out. And um, we definitely plan to do some more episodes in the future. How many in 2021? Who knows? But we definitely we definitely want to keep the show going and always have a good time doing it. So uh, so with all that, Jose, what type of pizza are we going to have to close out another Totally Tubular episode of Turtle Tales Radio, my friend? Well, in honor of Halloween and Leonardo's favorite candy bar, it's going to have to be payday. <laughs> payday pizza i like it i like That's it right <laughs> all right guys well thanks again for listening and uh here's to hoping you enjoy your friends your family and a mega slice of payday pizza cowabunga dudes cowabunga